Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. There you go. Thank you very much, Weapon O Pride. Uh, and all the way. everybody's got it. You know what? I'm going to I think I've been elected governor accidentally through this whole thing. People like the idea of limiting the internet. And you know what the best thing about it is? You can do it yourself. The funny part is is that everybody's emailing me saying, "Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Someone should do that." And in a perfect world, you walk down my staircase to the bottom of my plan to me saying, why do they need to do it? If you think it's a good idea, do it yourself. Oh, I couldn't do that. It has to limit me. We don't need government intervention to tell us to get off the Internet. Do it yourself. Maybe a little help every once in a while to remind you've been on there for a couple hours. I got a lady that said, that's brilliant. I limit my children's time on there, and it would be great if the computer told me to get off every once in a while. Why don't you do it too? Why don't you limit you? Have some self-control. That's the best part. We don't have to do it that way. What we will do, though, is argue about uh, words that make people uncomfortable at comedy shows. Again, if you have any triggers at all in your life that you are not comfortable with and have not dealt with, do not go to comedy shows. And I'm going to take it the next step and say don't go on Netflix and click on Ricky Gervais's new special <laughs> and then get mad. It's your fault. Dave Chappelle said it best in that one. He said, look, not only did you hit the OK button the first time, you hit it a second time to hit play. You took two steps to watch my special. If you take two steps to watch something, you can't get mad at that something. You did this to yourself. I picked a knife up. I jabbed a knife in my arm. Who makes these knives, damn it? This is a terrible product. I'm suing. <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, Ricky Gervais had his, uh, his special is on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. It's called Supernature. And, of course, uh, he has angered, very much angered, the trans community somehow. Uh, he's getting backlash, they say. I don't think he cares, which is my favorite part about him. Uh, Ricky More Gervais views. described reading a comment from somebody... Uh, that called him as funny as a fart at a baby's funeral. 
Uh, and he said, uh, he said, which made him laugh. And he said, but there he clarifies, quote, old-fashioned women, you know, the ones with wombs. <laughs> and that was the joke. He goes on to reference debates about bathroom access in the special and says, now the old-fashioned ones, that's what he calls women with wombs now, old-fashioned oh, ones. Uh, they want to use our toilets, they say. Oh, these trans want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use your toilets? They're for ladies. They are ladies. Look at their pronouns. What about this person isn't a lady? Well, his penis. Her penis, you bigot. And so he goes and just does like a scenario of some transvestite or transsexual trying to use the toilet. Angle, uh, just angering everyone that watched that shouldn't be. It says, Ricky says on cancel culture, he calls it virtue signaling. And uh, says he supports transgender rights in real life but makes fun of the topic because he makes fun of everything. He said trans rights this – is, this is a great joke and I hope it pisses people off because it just shows you're humorless. Trans rights are human rights. Live your best life, says Gervais. Use preferred pronouns. Be the gender that you feel that you are. But meet me halfway, ladies, and lose the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you're going to go that far, get rid of the dick. That's hilarious. So this is what they're saying that's dangerous. Supernature is full of graphic, dangerous, anti-trans rants masquerading as jokes, spouting anti-gay rhetoric and spreading inaccurate information, which is where we go for our comedy. Jokes must be deadly accurate. You know when the Indian tripped over the pile of poop on Wish Hill and instead of wishing he was an eagle said, oh, and turned into a poop? Yeah. Not real. That's a dangerous joke now. Inaccurate to the Native American lifestyle. Everybody knows that. Two Jews walk into a bar. That's not true. There would have to be somebody Gentile that would pay for the bill at the end. F*** that joke. That's not accurate. Jews don't go into bars without a guy paying. Uh, it, says, uh, it, it says he's spreading inaccurate information about HIV. LGBTQ media advocacy organization GLAAD wrote on Twitter, adding that Netflix is going against its own policy allowing content designed to incite hate or violence. If you are incited by Ricky Gervais's hilarious comedy to hate or be violent against someone, you were a time bomb that was about to go off the next time someone at your work said something uncomfortable. You cannot bubble wrap everyone at all. And if somebody went in going, hey, I'm a time bomb, I need a laugh, I'm going to pop Ricky Gervais on here and see what I get. Oh, nope. He did exactly what we thought. He turned the time bomb on. People have lost their ever-loving minds. Ricky Gervais is a comedian. He's not a fact-spewing machine. His jokes are hilarious. Not all of them are going to stand up against scrutiny of the law or factual information. He's going to tell jokes. They're called jokes. Look up what jokes are. Absurd observations of things we all know. If you're not um, laughing necessarily, I mean, there might be a joke or two that you don't laugh at at a comedian. But if you're not laughing at this particular comedian, I guess you're probably not going to like too many comedians. I don't like several comedians. I don't think they're funny. You know what I don't do? Click on their stuff, watch it all, and then start writing articles about how they're wrong. I might tell you I don't like them and why, but you can like them. They, yeah. I've never once had a comedian change my mind to a point where I had to like be active. They've made good points, and I've gone, hmm, that's interesting. I've seen them, like, you know, I, didn't, I don't agree with a lot, like Bill Maher, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but his presentation is funny. 
Like, there's jokes he makes that I'm like, I'm on the other side of that joke, and I find that hysterical. I also think he's the most fair comic as our political comics go. Christopher Titus, I think the world of Christopher Titus. He's a great guy. His comedy's so political that I'm like, I can't sometimes go with you. Like, it gets too far into the politics where I just am not interested. That doesn't make him bad at what he does. It makes it not right for me at that time. When he's funny, he's hilarious. Christopher and I have texts back and forth that are a riot. Yeah. But when he wants to do political stuff, I'm like, nah, you're losing me. And that's fine. It doesn't make and me And he's say, fine with that. He's awesome. Yeah, he knows that he actually kind of likes a little pushback. But if you clicked on Ricky Gervais' special and you're trans or gay and you're not super comfortable with that, you know how you know uh, when Ricky makes you mad? Because trans and gay people that are super comfortable with themselves don't get mad at things on their TV telling them jokes they don't like. From somebody that all you have to do is go, well, he's wrong about that. It's over. Oh, that's not how HIV happens. It's over. (laughs) I'm buying HIV blocking medicine for an 18-year-old kid's graduation gift. And his parents thought it was funny. He's going to college. I don't know what he's going to do. He might. I hear a lot about experimentation in college with homosexual stuff. He might take one in the back door. He might bang a whore back there. He's now at that age. He needs the big Tarvey. You guys aren't going to do it because you're his parents. It's the last thing you want to think of. I'm a good uncle. I'm handing it over. Frank just shakes his head. Don't give him big Tarvey. I'm like, next time I see him, I'm giving him big Tarvey or whatever the other one is. He's getting the HIV blocking stuff. You're sending him to ASU. You realize that's where it all starts, right? That's the, the cesspool of STDs. I read an article this morning. Some guy's 55 years old. Got a lump in the back of his throat. And the doctor looked at it and said, that's ah, like a nodule. Don't worry about it. And then it got bigger. Uh, and he went back in there and was like, uh-oh, this is like a cancer. You got a cancer back here. You got esophageal and throat cancer. He's like, from what? I don't smoke. I don't do this. I'm like really healthy. And he's like, well, it's genetics. He goes, no one in my family. Uh, checked it out. Uh, he's had dormant uh, HPV virus since his, since his college days. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, that's a Man. thing? The villagers didn't show up on uh, didn't show up on tests. Well, it's not the villages. He got it when he was in college. Yeah, now he's going to the villages with. I thought it. maybe he was still active. No, keeping it going. It's dormant. You have to do specific tests for the. Well, maybe you've got dormant HPV. What the hell is that? Well, it's something that doesn't affect you until it does. Well, I can't. There's no catching that. Does. There's no catching that. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. How? There's no possible way to watch out for it. When it shows up as a cancerous tumor, we'll tell you you've got this thing that caused it. Good Jesus luck, pal. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, get the Big Tarvey. Load that kid Between up with them, some Big Tarvey. meningitis commercial, the meningitis uh, vaccine, where they're showing uh, a kid, you know, missing legs on the... Yeah, I've seen that one. Kids like, do you, has your kid gotten this vaccine? <laughs> they show kids with... Don't wait till it's too late. Yeah. You know, there's a one-armed kid and yeah. no leg. The one kid's got nothing from the knees down. Yeah. And he's on a swing set or something. Like, he just looks miserable. And he's like, oh, his legs just fell off because you didn't do your job as a parent. It just fell off of him. I didn't know that was a Ronnie, thing. did Kirby yeah. get that? Right. It's the first thing you think. is like, are her legs going to fall off? Well, Brady, it might be dormant meningitis. And she won't know until one yeah. of her legs falls off. There's no possible way to test but if you click on comedy, this is one thing we do know. Uh, you're not allowed to be offended. You ordered it. It's like me being mad at Adam Sandler. I watched it. It was horrible. I did this to myself. I have to take responsibility in saying this is everything I can't stand about comedy. 
And there it is sitting in front of me. It's and accepting I watched it. Uh, opinions again and saying that's his opinion. That's fine. Here's well, my opinion. How you know, about it's just comedy. Right. It's not even an opinion sometimes. It's for a laugh. And you, you just lighten the F up. How about that? I mean, Dane Cook never changed your mind on anything? <laughs> no, Dane Cook did change my mind on things. I'm watching the wrong special. I, I changed my mind on what I was actually watching. Although I will say Dane Cook's last special was very funny. The last one I saw it was on Showtime a few years ago. After all of the world melted down on him and he lost all his money and his family stole from him and all that, he actually had a very funny special. I felt bad for him. I think there was some Whoa. empathy in Dane Cook rather than some arrogance, which I saw arrogance before. I'm like, hey, you're not that funny, B. For some reason, girls think you're cute. This isn't going to last. You better have some substance. Turned out he does. He's got some good jokes. He was the cute college girls comedian. For oh, a yeah. And it wasn't the like frat boy special. Didn't even have to try. He'd just go on stage and do that thing with his hand, and people lose their minds. Ricky Gervais never had that. Ricky Gervais is a philosopher. That's the comic philosophy, and he's funny, and he makes light of things we're all dealing with. But God damn it all, if the LGBTQs can't... You guys have to get more comfortable with yourselves. That's basically what it comes down to. Look, I'm ugly. And it took me a long time to get over the fact that people think I'm ugly, that I'm okay with it. I had to accept it before the jokes stopped hurting. When people would make an ugly joke or a bald joke, that was a big one for me. Bald jokes for me when I was in my 20s hurt. They hurt. And sometimes I'd fight back. And now I'm like, I've accepted it. And the second you accept it, the jokes stop hurting. So the only thing I see when somebody lashes out at Ricky Gervais specials is you're not real comfortable with yourself or your knowledge or your whatever. Okay, maybe he said something that HIV is wrong. Eddie Murphy was still funny when he thought AIDS traveled home when a gay guy kissed your girlfriend on the lips, remember? <laughs> girlfriend kissed a, a gay guy on the lips, come home with AIDS all over the lips. And everybody's like, ah, I don't know if that's real or not, but maybe. It's funny. Run with it. Go with the scenario. It's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd. It's improv. Yes, and. You take absurd and you add to it with more absurd. Stop clicking on comedy specials or going to stand-up live if you've got triggers. Stop it. It's got to end. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Toledo's quit ruining place. shows. Yeah, quit ruining shows. For, again, like I've said, if you like walking in the desert but you hate cactus, you don't like walking in the desert that much. Stop going out there. Well, they should just get rid of all the cactus. What about us, the people who don't walk into the cactus and don't mind when they hit us? But they could prick me. Don't bubble wrap me because you're uncomfortable. Period. Take care of your Insulate yourself from the things you don't like. Stop trying to insulate me. I can handle it. There's plenty of crap I don't like. You know what I do? I dodge it. <laughs> I, I, I ignore it. Yeah. I try to make it a, not a thing. You know what? I'm going to try it one more time. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. Dudes with m- massive wieners, I know I'm half of the man that they are. I accept that, and I move forward. And if somebody ever said, wow, that's not the, that's no porn wiener you've got, I'd be like, you know what? It took me a long time to get over that, but you're absolutely right. I'm comfortable with it. Years prior, I couldn't watch porn with big wieners because it made me feel insignificant. Now I love it. I love those big wieners, Brady. Champions. <laughs> oh, jeez. Love it. 
Can't get I enough know. of it. You, I you've love been really it. Oh, I tell you last what. Last year? Yeah. Nothing been, better than watching a small girl and one of those giant wieners just log splitting. Just like steel Doing everything I can't do. And then, you know what got me? Made me realize that I like, I'm like, look, I can't play professional sports, but I love watching it. That's the same thing. You'll appreciate it even more with 30 minutes a day. But I would, I would appreciate it more yep. because I'd have go-tos. And sometimes I'd take a 30-minute run and go, all right, knocking this stiff. I'm going to find 10 videos today that I'm going to use tomorrow in my 30-minute window. You know, and what they would do with my idea is for $30 a month on your internet, you get 30 minutes. For $100, you get 90 The regulators. Minutes. Yeah, the regulators. Regulating. But yeah, watching professional sports is the same as watching giant wienered guys in porn. I can't do either. I'm incapable of playing wide receiver, but man, do I like watching a dude do it. And I'll wear his jersey. Uh, I, you know, I, I have Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey. He was a two or a three at best for the Steelers. I love the way he played the game. Still do. Chiefs fans, you got to win there. He's a great player. I liked how Juju played the game. I wore his jersey. I, I, was, I was rooting for him. It's no different than watching one of those dudes with the, with the incapable pee-pee that I can't do, splitting a girl in half. Like, God damn it all. That's what the pros do. That's how they do it. They're special. They're a cut above. I'm not mad that I can't play wide receiver. I'm secure with the fact that I, I'm not physically built for it. I'm too old, and I'm, I'm beat up now. Never had that ability. Same with porn. You have to embrace the things you're not good at and accept what you are good at. Focus in on that. And tip your cap and shake hands with the guy who is. Brett might have some down-to-the-knee hog. Good for you. I noticed that Medea limps a little bit. I always thought it was like a car accident or she'd fallen (laughs) off a motorcycle as a baby or a mama once. I don't know. Maybe she mommed her way right off the back of a Harley, and that's why she limps. Or... Brett's hogging her. But at this point the reason in my life, why she's Miss New Booty. At this point in my <laughs> life, I'm happy for you. Good for you. I can't change what's uh, in me or on me. So LGBTQ people that get angry, and I know that we got a bunch of gay people that listen. I email with them all the time. They're the most secure ones. They're not mad at jokes because they know I'm gay. I'm comfortable with it. This and is talk easy. about ripping on each other. Oh, it's terrible what they do to each other. But that but, goes that that is the comfort zone where you feel safe. Yeah, if you're un- if you're uncomfortable, and I understand that, like you don't earn the right to be ripping on me well, for look, that. A group of people, fat everyone people, reacts that right. way. Like a group people. of fat people in a room can tease each other about being fat because you've been through the same thing. Uh, a skinny guy comes in, starts making fun of a room of fat people. The insecurities kick in. They're like, "What's this guy? What's what's his agenda? He can't he it's can't do it." Disrespectful. It's, it's the N word. White guy comes into a group of dudes using it. Yeah, a group of black guys using it because they know we've been through similar experiences. We're not using it to hurt each other. And even if we were, it's, you know, but a white guy comes in, there's bad intentions. Like, this is a different, this is a different feel. So when you enter a room voluntarily as a black guy and everybody's using the N word, it's on you. If I'm a black guy and I see a group of uh, hillbillies and I hear the N bomb getting popped around, I'm not clicking on that page a couple of times to get angry at it. I'm certainly not wandering into that room. So I've got triggers and I know about them. I said triggers, Brett. <laughs> I'm just keeping it clean. Away. I don't know why all these LGBTQ people keep going on these comedy specials and getting so mad. Quit going I to comedy I shows. I don't know if, yeah. know if it is or it's just that one journalist and, you know, always it looking. It isn't all of them. But no. it's a representation that is making because if you talk to some of your friends, every gay guy I know is like, fun. Okay, every gay guy That's, I know is funny. Yeah, 
and up for like chatting about it. But there, but again, I wouldn't hang out with a uh, gay guy who isn't confident. I wouldn't hang out with somebody who's like, well, I'm a little nervous about the waiter. I think he thinks I'm gay, and, I, and he said something, and I'm like, and he did that thing with his wrist, and I'm like, dude, you need to be more comfortable with your gay because that guy I think might just have a limp wrist. Would you call me? I'm like, all right, you're too sensitive. Go home, stare in the mirror, and think about being gay more. And stop wandering around in this dangerous society where you might hear something you don't like and then flip out on those people and like, quit volunteering for it. I like how the Netflix CEO told them last week. He's like, hey, yeah. if you don't like it, you don't like Turn the content, leave. You don't have to work here. It's fine. Yeah, the people at Netflix yes. try to tell him we don't want yeah. certain things. He's like, sorry. Yeah. It's not how it's going to be. And you, as an employee, can hate me all day. Don't tell me what's going to happen on this thing. Okay. I loved that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because you that. accept this other stuff that's going on, but guess what, employee? You got no say. It's a great thing when the employee tries to tell the boss, "Here's how it's going to be," and the boss is like, "Nope, you're done." Can you imagine going in the trip's office and, and doing that? Well, yeah, and never. Hey, trip. Here's how things are going to change around here. Because I say so. <laughs> yeah. Here's how I think things are going to change around here. It's going to be sans you. <laughs> And he'd be right. Yep. No matter if my ideas were better than his or it was just awesome what I had planned, it's the way you do it. So stop going into these things. We got Flip Orley's driving around town here. He's a lunatic, by the way. And he's going to come in here in a little while. As a comedian, the, the, the one I was most worried about when the Chappelle thing happened was Flip Orley. He invites people onto the stage. Oh, yeah, stage, 20 people on stage. And then hypnotizes them. And he has no idea what their triggers may or may not be. Can you imagine? Finds out. He might find out the hard way. If I'm flip, I'm doing the whole show in a glass box. I'm the hypnotist. In a, I, I, might, I might zoom my shows. All right, everybody, just to come up to the – I'd be Max Headroom. I, I am not going on stage with these loonies drinking with their personal issues and saying, hey, you guys want to have some fun with me? Stand a couple feet away. No way. He's insane. He's an insane person. At least Chappelle now has – Probably 400 armed guards that are bigger than anyone you've seen in porn standing <laughs> along the, the line of the stage. But, yeah, you got people just have to st- stop going to things you don't like and then getting mad that other people like it. There's going to be tons of stuff. There's tons of stuff that's out there that you, if you wanted to go seek it out, you'd hate. I don't want to go to Klan rallies. I know what they're talking about. It's probably going to make me upset. And it's a bad representation of what I look like, so it might make people think I'm part of it. Not going to be seen around it. I remember going to that tattoo festival 15, 16 years ago, and they were paying me to MC it. And I'm like, hey, talk about our booths. I'm like, okay. And I walked around the booths, and I'm like, what's this one do? Like, what are they, making little lightning bolt pendants? Oh, no, these are SS pendants. These are, this is a booth where a dude makes nothing but stormtrooper Nazi stuff. That's interesting. Next one, the guy would sew a, a swastika onto a patch if you wanted. And I'm like, there's some heavy, hardcore swastika stuff going on. Yeah, well, there's some of that stuff that comes into these. Then we don't want to discriminate. I'm like, no, I can't really be here. And I remember telling Randall, I'm like, it's- I got to go. And they can keep their money and everything. And I stayed because the guy was so nice. And he goes, I don't know. It, basically what the guy running it said, I don't know how to stop them. They scare the hell out of me. And I'm in this world. And he was afraid of them. So he felt strong-armed and we're setting up our booth. And they might not have told him right away. They were going to do it. And they couldn't hang Nazi flags, but they had stuff. Patches, SS stuff. Inside, they had the flags. Oh, you uh, could and, get them. And just beautiful <laughs> yeah. portraits of uh, Hitler. Yeah, all you had to do was go, psst, 
got a flag? Yeah, hold on a tick. And he'd just bring on a <laughs> look like a rolled up T-shirt and he'd hand it to you. But it was an uncomfortable. All the other booths were fine, but it was that moment where you're like, I can't do this. Like, I can't be here. And it's not because I'm so morally great. It's just this is a thing that's going to attach itself to me more than all the – what about all this other – nobody pays attention to that. Somebody's going to see me talking to a guy that I am unaware is standing over in that booth doing all that. Now, I can't control if some guy in a Nazi outfit comes and chats with me. And by the way, I'm probably going to be nice to him. Let me just get that out there. If you get a photo of me talking to a dude who's in Nazi gear, I'm being nice because I'm scared to death of anybody who's – Unafraid of I'm wearing Nazi memorabilia. I've had waves here. We've had it all the time. Yeah, yeah. At, at tons of shows we've had it. People I've come had. Up to look, us. you passed on the that booth, and you went on to the next booth and bought your IF on the first date. T-shirt. <laughs> yes, I did. That is not comparable to Nazi material. Although I think I understand what you're saying. Controversy is not all homogenized into right. one thing. <laughs> One's a joke, hilarious. The other, six million people were yeah. killed for no right. reason. Right. I think there is a very difference. But uh, yeah. Uh, if not, we've done it at UFest. Yeah. Guy comes up. I don't know that he's got. I don't pay attention to the details of your tattoos. Most of the time, frankly, I think your tattoos just make you look like you dipped your arm in ink. I don't really see the details. But you know, saw later the dude's got a horseman and a Nazi thing yep. under it, and I'm like, oh Jesus! I was shaking hands with that guy, and I he seemed fine. He's gonna be nice to me. I mean, the Holmberg part might throw him, but once he realizes that's okay. <laughs> oh, you're not one of them. All right. You're one of them German Swede Holmbergs. I see what Where's McFeely at? Yeah, <laughs> let's find Larry. <laughs> Show me Larry. No, I'm not sure. But, yeah, I. well, you're right. U-Fest, plenty yeah. of our events were a guy with questionable stuff on him. I'm, sh- I'm shaking hands. I'm not going to stir it up. I'm not pissing that guy off. Now, I'm going to try to avoid it, but sometimes it's unavoidable. But guess what? I know I'm strong in my abilities to go. I can be around him and not. I'm not going to be swayed into the club, but I'm certainly going to avoid their conversations. And if they got out of hand, I'd be like, this is nuts. I'm done. You guys are out of your minds. The last thing I want to piss off are Black Panthers, not Disney ones, <laughs> uh, white supremacists, uh, Mexicans with teardrop tattoos. Like, I'm going to be really nice to those people. So when the photographs get taken of me with these people come out, it's like, see, he's a sympathizer. Uh-uh. Let it be known. Play this tape. You boys have this tape. Play this tape and say, no, no, no. He's so scared of him. He, he was nice so he didn't get, like, stabbed or yelled at. I just I want avoiding confrontation. Uh, simplest path around them. Fact. But I'm not going to their meetings. If I go to their meetings, you got me. But that tattoo festival thing I was at, I'm like, I am at one of these. And now it can be that I was a paid employee of something that is part of this. And I told the guy, I'm like, I can't do it. Can you at least just make one more announcement? Like, sure. I'll stand by the Hawaiian dude doing these old-fashioned tappy tattoos, which I just, that was, I'd rather be a Nazi than get one of those. Have you seen those? Oh, like, brutal. Sh- 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 yeah. Man, I would have joined like the Like stone carvers over there, yeah. I would have sold Nazi memorabilia before I'd ever got one of those nails-in-your-arm tattoos that they do in uh, the South Pacific. Some girl was sitting there getting one put on her arm, and it was, it was blood everywhere. It tears. Horrible. In the end, it looked pretty, but, man, it wasn't worth it. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, you can't be associated with that stuff. But again, I know I know the difference because I know you got to be confident with you. So if you've got hangups or whatever else, stop clicking on our comedy. Stop it. If you go to Flip Orley's show and you don't like standing on, you, you think you're going to flip out on a joke. Don't volunteer your time up on the stage. Don't waste his time. Don't kill Flip is what I'm saying. Troy, please don't kill Flip. That's basically what I'm asking. If you've got too many triggers, maybe the hypnotist show isn't for you. He's not in town this week. He's going to San Diego. He's just stopping by here. 
Because Flip, in his infinite wisdom, has decided that driving from Louisiana to San Diego is a good idea when gas is $7 a gallon. And it wouldn't be easier to fly? Nope. It would. He'd text me from like Amarillo or something. He goes, man, this is longer than I remember. Like it's Louisiana to Arizona. He's turned into John Madden. He's afraid to fly. He's just, I don't know what he's doing. Saving money by not saving money. It can't be much different. He had to spend 500 bucks driving across country. He's got time. What is that? Five full tanks from here to San Diego, or from there to San Diego, Louisiana. It's got to be probably. Yeah, that's right. he don't drive the most uh, fuel efficient vehicle either. He's not rolling a He's Prius like or a anything 1991 like that. Nineteen ninety one, like big Dodge, Dodge truck or something. Yeah, <laughs> and he buys it pre GPS. He won't have a car that has a tracker on it. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe we should stop talking to Flip. <laughs> But yeah, I just uh, the Ricky Gervais thing, and the best thing is, is they're gonna. There's your tattoo festival guy. Well, yeah, flip. Oh boy, got to get those off. Here's the the problem I have though with the Gervais and Chappelle thing lately is that those were the ones that were kind of branded as untouchable. They were the unafraid. The community that is representing the LGBTQ people, and I don't think they're all. You're not all one group. Uh. They've decided to go after the biggest guns, the ones that were the least afraid of them, the unapologetic comic that's like, I'm not hurting anybody. Come after me. I dare you to try to cancel me. And they are. I always thought they'd be afraid of those guys. I'd always thought they'd be like, well, they'll fight back. Go after the victims. Like comedy was like after the poor Gilbert Gottfried who said, I'm sorry. And then that ended his career for a little bit. And of course, he came back as best Gilbert's going to come back. But. Like it, it destroyed him for a little bit. The, the apology comic is the one that they've always attacked. Um, and Ricky and Dave are not gonna. So I'm wondering, like, what their agenda is. If like that's taking down the the well, the da- big the, animal. The good, it's big game hunting for the LGBTQ. It is, but for Chappelle, he said it. He's like, bring it on, can't we? I don't care. Right, but look at look at how it's going. Like now. Uh, John Mulaney had a show this weekend, and John Mulaney's a riot. Dave Chappelle, Invited Chappelle up. pops up on stage, does a few minutes, makes yeah. one reference, not even like a joke, one reference to the LGBTQ community. And the article was, how dare John Mulaney hug Dave Chappelle after he hurts gay people so much. Like They're trying to tag him with he is attacking gay people on a regular basis to where they can't live their lives safely. And I don't think anybody's ever hurt a gay person because of Dave Chappelle. Honestly, don't. I think someone willing to do that had something wrong with them in the, to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's not Dave Chappelle's fault. And God forbid it's Dave Chappelle and not the guy at, you know, Sabaro behind him in line that says something terrible that makes him go, oh, yeah, that's how I feel. It's society. You can't control what nutbags hear and what sets them off. But Chappelle and Gervais being the targets, that's big game hunting. You're up against a wall there, uh, activists. I don't see that one going well for them. I think that's going to turn the tide of normal people going, oh, we can fight back? Okay. Because Ricky is not going to cave. No. At all. Ricky had a show called Derek uh, where he played a fully mentally challenged boy. And Ian Campfield, who used to work here, was people don't know this about Ian. Ian was a big deal in England. I don't know why he got drummed out of that place, but... He was Ricky Gervais's. Ricky Gervais was his newsman. Stephen Merchant was right his, off the bat the, yeah, right. in radio, and they hung around a lot. And Ricky invented Derek with Ian when they'd walk around outside of the BBC, 
as the mentally challenged boy that would get him free drinks. He'd go in and get drinks. And Ian would say, you know, and, and he was like full bore Derek. And he made a show about it. It's not very funny. I thought it would be funnier than it was because it had to have heart to be a show. It wasn't just a joke that you go into a bar. But uh, like, and he made Derek real instead of just like the thing. It, Ricky is unafraid. So I encourage anybody to attack him. Him, Stern, Chappelle, go get them because they're smarter than you. They know how to. They know how to manipulate you back. It's a creepy world. But John Mulaney now they want to go after him. You notice that when he hugged Dave Chappelle, they weren't mad at Chappelle anymore. They're mad at people around him. So what they're going to try to do is make it so you, if you associate with Chappelle, we'll hate you. We're, Don't we're, have him, man. We're coming after you. And by the way, John Mulaney's as smart as any of them. He might be the funniest guy in the world. No one knows. But uh, yeah, go after John Mulaney for hugging Dave Chappelle. That basically says, okay, audience of John Mulaney, he hates gays. You know that, right? Automatic association with it. Dave Chappelle doesn't hate gays. It's a weird world. Why can't we just get back to the thing that I wanted to talk about today, uh, which is that pastor. I think that is the greatest story going right now. I forget where it is, but he's a pastor who decided to be, he's going to pat himself on the back and say, I'm going to come clean about an extramarital affair I had years ago. Indiana, I think. Well, I think you're right. I think it was Indiana. I'm going to come clean about uh, having an affair years and years ago. Uh, and the audience is like, thank you, bless you, you know, uh, salvation is yours now that you've, you've unburdened yourself. And he goes, and by the way, congregation, the lady I had the affair with is here today with her husband. And we've talked about this. Bring her on up here. Here's the lady I had the affair with. And oh, good for you. Uh, salvation, the truth is the only freedom. And then they're clapping and they realize, wait a minute, when did you have the affair with her? It was about 20 years ago. She was 16, you prick. And they turned on him immediately and started. It was over. And like I was trying to be like, look, the truth will set you free. He tried it in his own group. Don't judge. No judgment. They're like, you prick. You're a, you're a pedophile, you weirdo. This guy's got elephant-sized nuts to do that. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, you keep that buried yeah. forever. And you keep paying that girl to say, shh, 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 shh. And also, if you're going to come clean to the audience, you talk to the girl and say, let's say... We were doing this when you turned 18. That way we avoid all the nastiness. Well, that's not 100% true. Eh, we've done enough. Let's just come and clean is pretty soft. We know the truth. God knows we know. They don't need to know. Could you imagine being at that sermon? It's the only time I'd want to go to church. I know. And she stand, and the other lady stands up oh. and goes, she was 16 years old. You prayed She's on her. just 16 years old. Yeah, Michael Caine's in After the back. After that sermon... <laughs> They booted him. John Lowe II decided to resign. Uh, <laughs> He's done. The best part, though, it was the Michael King. She's just 16 years old. <laughs> yep. I think if I was in that congregation, I would have yelled that. I, would have, I wouldn't have known. I, we, they had an affair for like 14 years. The dude was not, she was not putting the pastor dick down. She was enjoying it for a full decade and a half. And, you know, they'd worked out a little system, and they had their thing going. And 27 years, the lady said, I protected that, the low family. Yeah, the I whole family. It. And then he's like, I need to, I need to come clean and, and rich lives. But the, if I was, I, I want to start going to church and hope that there's more confessions from the pastor like that. So I can Michael, my Michael Caine impression is brilliant, and it's useless, man. <laughs> Nobody cares about Michael Caine anymore. But if I, any chance I get to scream, she was just 16 years old. 
I only tell you to blow the bloody doors off. What are you doing? I don't know. The only chance I get to use this is around pastors who bang kids. I mean, this is... Who else am I going to use that again? We're going to go to high school basketball games and start saying, she's just 16 years old. What a prospect. <laughs> the only time you say she's only 16 years old, you've either started Benny Mardonis' song. I was just going to say that. Or uh, you're talking about pedophilia. Otherwise, Any, it's, com- it's A lot of most 70s rock bands. Yeah. Christine 16, 16 seemed to be the time. 16, Christine. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's not. It's unless you're saying it about pedophilia. She's just 16 years old. Usually means she's accomplished so much for her age. This would have been the only time church would have been entertaining to me. So it came to light. Oh. The brother, her older brother, was going through some old photos. Yeah. Oh. And he, saw a photo of the pastor and his sister, 16 years old at the time, in they're in bed. Oh she God. was just in t-shirt and panties. <laughs> So the fun part about the story is, and I didn't know that part. I knew that uh, he came clean not because he wanted to get right with the Lord Jesus, but he wanted to. She's sixteen years old. Michael Caine should sing. <laughs> Leave her alone. They say. <laughs> Michael Caine, Madonna. Separated our fools. Listen. We don't know. What anyway. So he didn't, he didn't come clean because he's like a good dude. Uh, you know, I mean, it wasn't that moment where he's like, I got to come clean. He was about to get revealed. And that makes him, you know, look, he, fix your life. Uh, who am I to judge? I'm clearly a, I'm the biggest prick on the planet. But uh, that's that moment where you're like, oh, uh, Pastor John's going to come clean. And not because he's had this revelation. Because he just realized that this chick's brother is about to reveal him as a pedophile. The reason I'm bringing it up today is... I want to get right with God. I want God. to start this new teen center, and <laughs> right. I need $2 million. Right. I want to get right with God uh, before her brother does. Uh, that's really what I'm doing here. What a song, though. Nobody <laughs> has a heart. Mr. Wayne, she's 16 years old. It's like man, what an ugly dude, too. Oh, man. Thank God he was a rock star. And I get it. Look, the girl in the video—if she's only 16, I can't blame them. <laughs> she's gorgeous, even by 80 standards. The two ladies on the screen right now, she's clearly the better of the two. <laughs> well, you got Caitlyn on one side, and he gets one ugly woman. <laughs> Benny's an ugly man, but there was no transition here that was going to be better. And maybe it's time for my annual retelling of why the song was written. Do you know? Uh, well, watched. I've heard his story. Yeah, his, oh, have the interview about the it was the neighbor or something. The yeah. yeah, that the father left a family of five, just up high and dry. Sixteen-year-old uh, daughter, two young boys, and he was a songwriter in New York, making making hay. I'll just do it over his song. And uh, the mom said, "I need financial help." And he's like, "I was doing well with some studio work and writing, and uh, I had some extra cash." So I let the 16-year-old girl come clean my apartment every day. And his songwriting partner saw her for the first time, and he goes, holy crap, she's 16 going on 30. And he goes, hey, 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 she's just 16 years old. Leave her alone. And then they're like, bing. He should have light bulbs on their heads, and they wrote it down and outrode this. But they didn't write the song. The funny thing about his story is they didn't write the song to say, keep your hands off of her. They wrote the song to say, she's 16, let's get her. <laughs> like, the song is all about getting the 16-year-old and stealing her. 
Like yeah, they, they, and they then come on, old man. He yeah. just did on the his dad, magic carpet. He's there. on his magic yeah. carpet, the news traffic weather carpet four <laughs> that flies over the freeways in New York. But the song is not about like, hey, she's sixteen, dude, leave her alone. The first line is, she's sixteen years old, leave her alone. They said, not yeah. me. I didn't say that. I'm doing it. It's one of the creepiest great hit songs ever. And fitting that it's his only one. Yeah. Write what you know. They say. He should have went with she was just 18 years old yeah. and he'd have been safe. As far as I understand, she just turned 18 years old. That's what I was told. <laughs> Legally, that was cool by me. And was it Ringo or Dordan? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta watch the beginning again. When the dad answers the door to tell the creepy, weird transvestite, get off my porch, she's 16. Look, Beetlejuice. And, and he goes, yeah, well, so. And then he blames them, separated by fools who don't know what love is yet. I love how she's working on homework and has no idea he's standing next to the she knows. Literally right she next knows. to that. I know. Brady. Look at this creep. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Brady. When it's someone's from her face. When someone's staring in your window, you freeze. You, you, you try not to acknowledge that they're there. You make no sudden movements. Even if he's singing outside to you? Yeah, yep. Yeah. You, you're like, oh, Jesus, there's that guy again. <laughs> Don't move. Uh, shut your book, walk away, and run down the hallway. Remember when you were a kid and you thought someone was watching you and you'd like do that real smooth, cool walk and then just haul ass when you got down the rest of the way? That's what you do. She to could p- smell his coffee breath. Benny Mardonis. <laughs> we're doing this song for Night of the Singing Dead this year. He died last year. Oh, yeah, year. he did that. Yeah, we got to get that in. That's happening. Are you going to get the tranny look, too, going? Sure. You got why not? to. I mean, you got to. You got to get that wig. It won't be that hard. <laughs> I'll, I'll get that done. We were going to do it last year because it was right around the Gabby Petito time. And uh, it was Halloween, so Jen Gardner and her husband were going to dress up as Gabby and Brian and come dance on stage to make everybody wildly uncomfortable with, you know, kidnapping, murder, human trafficking, underage sex. But, but I, And that, to me, was like, wow, this is out of hand. Turns out that happens in churches in Indiana pretty regularly, that they have little shows where they talk about banging 16-year-old girls. But it's amazing because the congregation flipped on the dude in like a second. Reverend Mardonis, what do you have to say about this? (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Would it be great if the pastor did that? And I'm still in love with this little girl now that she's legal. Or he walks off. That magic carpet, I got it for you, baby. I still have it. He gets really upset and starts yelling. God bless everybody. Thanks for coming. Two more shows later today. See you Christmas. That makes me want to go to church. If pastor confession of who he's banged on the side starts becoming a thing, and then they they bring him up on stage. Oh, my. Contest of the day here on The Price is Right. <laughs> Who's next? Nicole Slipnitter. Oh, my God. Not Nicole. Oh, my God. Pastor John, really? Yeah, Nicole, too. I got her. It's been great. Oh, my God. Anybody else I bone that I've forgotten about? Come on up. It's like a Tone Loke show. Let's all do the dance. <laughs> Do the wild thing. Pastor John nailed all those. Late- Wait a minute. That girl was 
like 12 when he did it. Get off the stage! He was 43. She was 16. Yeah. Oh, jeez. How old is he now? 65. Oh, my God. Now, 22 years later, he's like, I got to... He must have... No, no, no. He was he, he at 38 because it was 27 years oh, ago. Oh, okay. Oh, you're doing the math. You didn't read that. You're trying to figure it out. Yeah, so somewhere between 35 and 50. Brady's math is going to be questionable, so I'll, just yeah, give, yeah. I'll, give you a big, I'll give you a big window. I'll give you some room to dance. But still, too old for 16-year-old. Bye. Oh, yeah. A lot. I'd like to start today's sermon with a little music. Oh, I love this song, honey. This is great. Wait a minute. Why is the pastor playing this? I know what this is about. Yeah, 27 years or so ago, I was posing one of you guys. You're in the audience today. I don't want to point you out quite yet. Big reveal coming later. Weren't you married? Yeah, 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 yeah. To, to God and her. So anyway. Give her the high hard one for about 14 years. You guys had no idea. You're kind of all oblivious. You're sort of dumb. I mean, let's be honest. You follow the Sky Wizard. <laughs> You're easy to fool. So anyway, I'm hosing this chick for years. She goes of age. Keep hosing it. She ends up getting married, having a couple kids. She's here today. Let's bring her on down, everybody. Nicole, come on up. <laughs> I'd pay money and go to that second. Oh, my God. That's the only time church sounds any <laughs> I think there all. is a video. Is there really? Of the uh, objection, maybe. Oh, uh, somebody broke their phone out going, well, I, God I... wants to know this. Here's the fun part. I think that if church, because church's numbers are on a wild decline, like they're on a wild decline. It is, if you look at the last 20 years, the church is losing people like crazy, mainly to unaffiliated. Nobody's really admitting there's something else, but they're kind of not affiliated anymore. One way to get those numbers back with young people, and that's who they're losing like crazy, is the, the pastor, priest, whoever does the show has to do his confession in front of all of them. It's not private. How about that? Because then, get the popcorn ready. Because he's got, you know, deep down all of them have that feeling like, oh boy, I'm going to rot in hell if I don't. So they get away with the quiet, private whisper in the wall. I bone this chick since 16 and I haven't told anybody about it. He's been confessing that. You're going to move years. on. We had a big right. church in Columbus. Um, the pastor, the, the board sat him down and said, yeah, this is happening. Um, we know about it. We're going to have to ask. He wasn't going to resign. Yeah. And then not only did he resign, they, boot they booted him, but they also gave him a year's salary. Sure. They were pretty bad about uh, getting rid of folks. But you imagine being to church. Brad, I don't know if you were raised going to church and stuff, but if you went to church and he's like, all right, I got to give everybody my public confession because that's part of the rules of me being in the robe. Uh, so forgive me for I have sinned. And they're like, all right, tell me your sin. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, the other night. Um, I stuffed my thumb in my butt and I tugged one, <laughs> and everybody, like, ooh, I'd be that place would be packed full. Listening to all the things he did wrong, and then on the weeks he didn't do anything, you'd be like, ah, but they still got you in there. Just missed it. It's getting people in the doors, church. If you want some good ideas, I'm a good PR man because you get those priests, pastors to start to confess, drop their sins in front of the group because they should. As the guy saying, here's how you live your life. Listen to me. I got, I got the answers. I'm going to be the sermon deliverer. Here's some stuff that I can tell you about me. They never do that. This was the best church sermon next to a black sing-along, which is the only churches I've ever been interested in. This was a, this the video? Yeah. It was nearly 20 years ago. Oh, it continued it. far too long. <laughs> it involved one person 
And there's been no other, nor any other situation of unbecoming conduct, conduct for the last 20 years. I will not use the Bible to defend, protect, and deflect my past sin. I have no Is this the brother's video? Like he's been after him. Oh, really? I don't know. In accordance with our church bylaws, I'm stepping aside, stepping down from ministry responsibilities. Does that mean his last 27 years have been kind of screwed? Like, have you been listening to him? Because the bylaws say you got to step away, you're no longer holy. If you love us, please let us talk. For 27 years, I lived in a prison. It was not 20 years. Oh, she's the one who revealed it wasn't 20. So he tried to get away with it one last time. Oh, man. to protect the Lowe family. For years, I thought I was a horrible person having suicidal thoughts, not realizing what had been truly done to me. That I was the victim, and I would still be in a prison. I wouldn't have brought that guest on the show. No. I'm not going to be honest. I didn't know she was going to go off that way. Just two weeks ago, with what he had seen as a teenager that bothered him all these years. I don't know when his they start pastor in bed with his younger sister. A t-shirt and underwear on. People knew, but were too afraid to come. Oh, man, this is, this is the best church I've ever been to. And now it's public. That's gold. Well, yeah, I wouldn't have brought her up. No. I don't know what Reverend Mardonez was thinking, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> her rent a booth outside. She's, if you want to ask questions, you can, but not in my gave, house. She gave him a different letter that she was going to read. <laughs> and then just unload oh, it. Oh, and she throws the bomb out. It wasn't 20 years, by the way, liar. It was 27. If you're going to do this, do it right. You deserve this time, yeah. darling. If you're going to confess to it, throw the bomb out proper. I know, I know, but wow. ooh, baby, because he tried to basically get away with saying she, that started when they were 20. She do they was 24. even go with uh, collection at the end of this? Yeah, oh. do they have the nerve? Look, folks, Here's we're going to you know, need to hire a new guy. Let's take a, let's take a day off. Let's take a let's Sunday take a, off. Let's, let's board up the doors for this one. Wow. Well, if there was no lightning bolt strike that day. Well, there wasn't for 27 years. Well, that's true. Wow. That's good stuff. I think I'm, is that on TMZ? Yeah. I want to watch that whole thing. Like a five-minute clip. I want to follow that guy around. That's what I'm into. That's the human suffering that interests me with religion. Those kind of moments. But yeah, pastors should have to confess immediately. I like to stuff my thumb in my bum. I like to give myself blumpkins on the toilet. Then, then <laughs> oh it's God. up to the congregation to accept. All right. No, he's confessing. We'll like all your. I confessions thought you said right off the bat. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you confess every Sunday. All right. Let's start with my confession. Forgive me. I have sinned. I'm like, all right. Let's. What do you got? Well, the other day I had some impure thoughts. Go on. Like the guy, the other weirdo that sits on the other side of that box and listens to you freak out about your sex dreams. I had a dream that my dad and I were uh, doing it. Oh, God, he's a pervert. And then he has to just kind of accept it. That's like the, uh, the, the joke on church about confession where they're like, anyone got to confess their sins? And the guy yeah. comes up, well, there's a duck. Okay, we heard <laughs> enough from him. Don't confess. The pastor should have to do it. And he did. I don't give him credit because he was trying to get away with it. He was about to get in big trouble. Oof. Small town Indiana. It's not uncommon. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats this very odd morning? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. They are all fresh and relaxed from their big trip up to Moab this weekend. They're riders just like you guys, so they, they closed the shop down and went riding. So you yeah. know they're pros at it. So if, oh, yeah. if you need if you need to get that bike serviced for the early morning weekend rides now, or you need a new bike, whatever, they have everything in stock and they got the best wrenches in town. So actionrideshop.com is where you're going to go. 
Uh, tons of stuff up here on the list. Uh, Made in America from Fever 333. James Brown living in America with everything going on. Shine <laughs> yeah. Down, Cut the Cord, Wash yeah. It All Away, Five Finger, Bad Religion, Kill Switch, Rollins Band. Then we got a couple for Toledo. Uh, Murray Head, One Night in Bangkok. And then uh, Till Ladyboy for Toledo as well. So Okay, those will start tomorrow. He's okay. still here. This is our, our farewell to Toledo. But I think, you know what? Uh, it goes hand in hand with both. We're all kind of down about everything. America's uh, yelling at each other. Maybe a little James Brown this morning, living in America. America. Yeah, make, you, make you realize, you know what? As bad as the news tries to make everything seem, it's still pretty great to be here. So let's celebrate that. Unlike Toledo, won't wear American gear in Bangkok. I, I caught heat on the email yesterday. I, said, I heard Toledo is a lib prick. I won't wear my American clothes. Pussy, these colors don't run. <laughs> Not American clothes. I said nothing with an American flag no, on you it. Don't wear it. Hey, God forbid you say you're an American. You know, ashamed? Ashamed of it? What are you ashamed of, you piece of <laughs> Cook! <laughs> I just got email. I got The first one came up yesterday. I'm like, I heard him say it. He's not going to wear American flags while he's there because he's embarrassed. I did see Toledo with his uh, the big maple leaf sweater. It's a little over the top. I think Come you're on, yeah, yeah, I Go think Canada. Yeah, I think you're too far with that. <laughs> Nobody hates Canada. But yeah, I got about three or four emails yesterday. I was like, I heard Toledo. And it was funny because it was like people listened on the podcast a few hours later. And I looked. Toledo just said he wouldn't wear an American. He won't let his son be an American when he's in Thailand. I hope they arrest him and beat him and let him know how great America actually is. I'm like, wow. Jesus, guys. <laughs> guys just try not to get robbed. Basically, I think what Toledo was saying is Americans usually have some cash. Yeah. And uh, they're targeted. It's probably not a good idea to wear the American T-shirt. Yeah, that's what you say. He's going to run. All right. Well. So we got him a t-shirt that says, I'm American and I'm loaded. These colors don't run, but I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got Rob a, me. We got him a pair <laughs> of pants that the pockets look like money's hanging out of the back of them. No, I don't have a money belt with $10,000 in it. <laughs> I have a job that pays me what you'll make in your entire lifetime every two weeks. <laughs> you. Tie weasels. <laughs> USA. You should just wander around there and uh, with a boombox like uh, John Q said. If tomorrow all the things what are you looking at, lady boy? I'd work for all my life. <laughs> He's going to Thailand tomorrow. We're living in America. It's a good place. We got a good place here. Let's not let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. We got problems, there's no question, but can always find a good pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about those guys. I, I would suggest you just stop going to those things. Stop listening to dudes that continually remind you, hey, uh, human beings are flawed. We all make mistakes. We suck. We're bad. And then try to live the life that he's telling you. And life. I made one. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got a good stuff. I'm no different than you guys. Well, then stop telling me about this self-righteous lifestyle you figured out. A little late on this one. Yeah. I don't want to listen to you tell me how flawed you are and then tell me that you found a path. And by the way, flawed to the point where I was boning high school girls in my 40s. I mean, I, I know, if, high five, but still, it's bad. I wonder if after she did that and talked, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And he got back on there and was like, see, they're a little crazy. <laughs> you can't trust one. You can't, you can't trust one. Uh, we're going to take a five-minute break here. When you come back here with me, what, what the f*** was that? We agreed on 20. 27? That puts me in a pickle here, sister. <laughs> You should have never done it. Well, I didn't know it was going to happen that way. <laughs> ah, I got to move. Get so much on my plate. <laughs> and call those muscular moving men. Hopefully a few of them are underage. The pastor or the, yeah, the pastor in Columbus when that happened. Yeah. 
got hired by a bigger church in Florida. Mm. Brady, this is not surprising. No nope. shocking news. That's what churches did. They didn't fire anybody. They moved them. That was the scandal. The scandal was not so much. Was an amazing were, speaker. Not so much of what they were doing. Of course, yeah. He's a BS artist. He was brilliant. Those are usually the best, most charming ones, the ones that have the holy crap behind them. Anyway, what are you going to do? Are we doing Living in America? Yeah, I got it. Hells yeah. James Brown, this will fix everything. It's diversity. It's celebratory. Let you know. Rocky's about to win. It's awesome. This was. Did he do uh, Living in America before the fight with Drago? Or, no, because that was Drago. Russia. Yeah, because Creed. Apollo. Yeah. Apollo did The rematch, right? before right? Apollo died. So it's, it's yeah. No, no. Oh, this was just... Apollo getting killed by... Drago. In Vegas gotcha. at the MGM. At the MGM. Oh, yeah. He came Third. out, too. That's right. Well, he just had James Brown up there because that's what, you know, heavyweights would have the show. It was a show. It was an exhibition. I mean, come on. Take it easy. Uh, here you go. It's James Brown. We still got a pretty good place. Let's not get too down on it. It's 98 KUPD. Go. Yeah! <laughs> 